Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. All right, let's roll. I am not Corey Parson. I know we look uh, exactly the same and sound the same. You're like, man, it, 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 no, what it, man, that's Corey, isn't it? No, 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 no. I am Gabriel Morenci in. For the fantasy exec, but uh, we're ready to talk some fantasy football with the closer. What's going on, Ventra? What's up, Gabe? Glad to have you on the program. The sports rager who give you the best bets around town. Uh, let's get it going. I'm excited. And tonight we got a big matchup. Well, I guess a big matchup. Division rivals, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. It is. It is a big uh, game. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about NFL divisions and rivalries uh, lately. And you'd be hard-pressed to find teams that dislike each other as much as the teams do in the AFC North. Like, Pittsburgh and Baltimore have always had a rivalry, but they kind of respect each other. Mm-hmm. But then you get in, like, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, and they try to paralyze each other, <laughs> in which, like, Cincinnati will do anything to a Pittsburgh Steeler. And the Cincinnati Bengals, there's a common theme here, mm-hmm. in which the Bengals just sort of have rivalries with everybody. Yeah. They're a nasty, dirty team. Exactly. And there's a lot of bad blood between the Bengals and the Ravens. Don't forget, last time these two teams played, um, Andy Dalton hits Taj Boyd late. Boom. Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs. The Ravens are out. And then the Ravens um, got a little revenge on the Buffalo Bills uh, last week because oh. of this. But the winner of this game is going to be 2-0. and And even compounded uh, more, even more importantly, you look at Cleveland and Pittsburgh, who were both in the division, they they tied, mm-hmm. so you got two and zero, oh, and then you got you got you know Pittsburgh's got a tie. You're putting yourself in a nice situation. It's, they, every game counts, man. There's only a sixteen of them. Let's bring in uh, Jim Day uh, as well. And why don't we uh, start off talking about uh, this football game from a fantasy perspective? What's going on, Jim? Hey, how you doing, Gabe? Uh, nice to have you on board today. De- nice change of pace. Uh, somebody who's. Uh, uh, not going to sit there talking to his shorties all day. <laughs> I appreciate that. And yeah, you know what? I'm not going to praise the Dallas Cowboys all day either. How about that? Yeah, Cowboys? there you go. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I won't be loving on the Cowboys this and the Cowboys that and uh, and everything else. But, hey, Corey's a great guy. He stepped up uh, for our boy Cam Stewart on Red Heat and Rage Radio. So, hey, we're a team here, and uh, we all just, uh, you know, step on the floor when the coach uh, tells us to. So, yep. We've got uh, the Cincinnati-Baltimore game here this evening. I almost look at this, Jim, like it's the Baltimore Ravens' first regular season game of the year. And even though I am a Buffalo Bill fan, but that was like a preseason game for them last year. So it's hard to, uh, last week, it's hard to really gauge much from Baltimore. Yes, they look good. Meanwhile, Cincinnati got the win, but they also uh, got out yarded. They gave up 380 yards of offense um, to the Indianapolis Colts. That game could have really went either way. Cincinnati's offense is intriguing, but it's against a pretty tough Baltimore uh, team. What's your take on this game tonight? 
Well, like you said, Baltimore had an, another preseason game last week. Buffalo is just not there yet. I think they'll get there now that they finally turn the rings over to, to Josh Allen. I think that helps them. But for Baltimore, yeah, this is going to be their first real contest. Since he should have lost that game last week, uh, but they ended up holding on for the win, so I like that. Uh, but Baltimore is going to be a tough defense for them to match. And like you were saying before, this is a tough interdivisional you know, rivalry between these two teams that fight tooth and nail. Uh, already Vegas thinks it's going to be a low-scoring game. So it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think there's a lot of fantasy value in this game tonight. No, and yeah. you know, you look at the player props, and I, I come from a gambling uh, perspective, but I love the combination of fantasy and gaming and, and prop betting. And it's, it's all, all together. It's all rolled into one. So let me ask you, Joe Mixon goes off last week. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people saw that uh, coming. What, 149 yards of, of total offense? Uh, A.J. Green says, we're all going to find out, and I'll get your take on this, Jim, but I'll start with you, Chris. Uh, A.J. Green says, we're all going to, you, you know, you're all going to find out that Joe Mixon is every bit as good as, as Todd Gurley and Elliott, that he is going to be a star back while mm -hmm. he's sort of forgetting about uh, Kareem Hunt and Kamara. And Le'Veon Bell. Le There's a lot of successful young backs in the NFL. But was that just, hey, it's against the Indianapolis Colts. Everybody needs to chill out. Or are you saying to yourself, you know what? I think Joe Mixon is ready to become a star. Well, I think that he has the talent to be a star. I think there's a little bit of A.J. Green pumping him up, pumping his old teammate up. Of course, he's going to talk good about his teammate, but some of it is truth. Uh, you know, obviously, he looked great against Indianapolis. Let's see how he does against a much, much better Baltimore Ravens D. This is going to be a slugfest. I could, I'm going to expect like a low-scoring game here, and both teams are going to run the ball heavily, I would expect. This is how the AFC North is, and I love the AFC North. Every game in the AFC North seems to be a battle. And like you said, Cincinnati, they do play dirty. They've had dirty plays in the past. Pac-Man Jones. Vontaze um, yeah, Perfect, Vontes unfortunately, Perfect. not going to be exactly. in the game tonight. <laughs> suspended. What a He'll shock. take someone's head off. But, uh, Jim... Wait, what's your take on, on Mixon? You know, it, the Indianapolis Colts defensive line and linebacking court, it, it, we're not talking about the steel curtain, uh, but the, the talent is there. Tonight's a tough if, – if he rushes for – you know, 100 yards is tough to rush against, you know, to get 100 yards rushing against Baltimore. Yeah. I'd say even if he got like 80, 85, that's a pretty successful night tonight against this Ravens defense, but – What's your take on Mixon long term, and what you know? What's your take on Mixon uh, coming into tonight against this Ravens defense? Well, long term, I'm going to tell you right now. I think he's definitely going to be in the mix in the top ten running backs this year. I liked what I saw last week. The offensive line played so much better than they did last year. Not even close. Uh, the thing I really liked, the, the thing I loved about this game for Mixon is that he saw seven targets, caught five of them for 54 yards. If he continues to get that many targets in a game, you're looking at a guy who's easily going to be right up there with the top running backs at the end of the year. You got to love that kind of volume from a running back. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I always knew this guy was obviously he was a pass catcher in college, a great pass catcher in college, and he's just a better overall player than Giovanni Bernard. You don't have to do this two back thing all the time just because you have a you know a pass catching back on your roster. Joe Mixon could easily become the bell cow sooner rather than later. Uh, I wasn't high on him before the season, and I'm, I'm not going to say all of a sudden I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I want to see how he does against a, a good defense. That's what I want to see. So tonight we will see that, and if he succeeds. Consider him an RB1 moving forward. So let's talk about another running back that a lot of people are talking about and a running back that I actually own on, uh, I think more, I might have him on two of my teams actually and didn't love uh, what I saw in week one, yet it was a unique game against the Buffalo Bills. 
And uh, Vetro, I'll start off with you on this one. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about uh, Alex Collins. It's pretty clear that Harbaugh is concerned about the fumbles. And he fumbled the football, and, and then boom. You know, suddenly he's standing on the sidelines. I would have liked to see more yards. It'll be interesting. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe we can find out if the if um, I'll try to find this out as far as Preston Brown, linebacker, uh, is concerned for the Bengals mm-hmm. uh, here this evening because they're all they're already without uh, Vontez Perfect. Like I mentioned, the Colts racked up 380 yards of offense. Generally, I'd think this would be a lower scoring game, but it wouldn't shock me in the modern NFL. It's right. hard to bet an under in anything. But what's your take on Alex Collins uh, tonight? Uh, you know what? I love Alex. There's two guys I really love coming into the season at running back that weren't like you know. RB1s, and it was Collins and Drake. So, and Collins didn't have the great start. He had the touchdown, but he fumbled. You're right. Harbaugh's pretty strict, so I expected that, and the game was a blowout. But here, I would think he'd go to Collins a lot. Buck Allen could also be useful, too. I, I think Alex Collins owners should try to grab Buck Allen and put him on their roster if they can, just in case, because Dixon's out of the picture now. He's on the IR. So those are the two running backs there. And Baltimore loves to run the ball, and they've had success doing that. So I think that this is, I think Alex Collins, listen, I have him on like I have like eight teams, like really high, like, you know, like expensive teams. I have him on five of them. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I took him too much, this guy, because people weren't really taking him. I would get him in the third round every time. So I did that with Corey Davis for one reason or another. I've got yeah. him on like three teams. In like as the well. fifth or sixth round, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Picking him. him up late. So I think he's going to do what I think he's going to bounce back. He'll get a lot more carries this game. But uh, Buck Allen's going to be the, more of the pass catcher. So I don't expect too many pass catches from Alex Collins in a PPR. Maybe two or three receptions here. But I think he'll have a good game. He'll pull in a touchdown. Uh, I expect the bounce back here. Don't bench him just because of his week one, you know, having a poor week one and, and put in someone like, uh, I don't know, uh, Tariq Cohen just because, you know, he had a bad week one, Alex Collins. I think you should throw him right back in there. Uh, Jim, what's your take on Alex Collins uh, tonight and uh, moving forward? Well, after losing Kenneth Dixon, I mean, Collins is going to be their early down guy, and he has to be right now because they really don't have anybody else to take that role. Uh, Buck Allen, I like Buck Allen in PPR, and I would actually play Buck Allen in a PPR league tonight over Collins because Collins is going to be touchdown dependent. If he doesn't get that touchdown every week, Mm -hmm. then you're looking at, you know, maybe nine, ten points in any given week is his ceiling without that touchdown. So I think he gets a chance to score this night tonight and I think he's not a bad play but I think Buck Allen is going to see five six receptions in this game and really be involved in that aspect so you know I I like Buck Allen more in a little PPR I do love the fact that you guys talk about how you have this guy in most of your leagues all three of them um that just sounds funny to me (laughs) well Well, I'm not in 30 leagues I'm playing DFS (laughs) I'm a degenerate gambler (laughs) I got a lot of stuff going on I'm on the air all the time I got a lot of stuff going on here Jim so uh, speaking of which, I'll throw this at you then. I'll start with you here, Jim. This is the, the batting prop here tonight for Alex Collins. Over, under, do you think Alex Collins rushes for over or under 59 and a half uh, yards tonight? And what, he had like 41 last week only. I, I'm going oh, less. I think I think the over is a good bet in this one. I know Cincinnati you know, isn't the easiest team to run on, but they can be run on. And I think he definitely gets enough touches to go over 59. I agree. Over 59 and a half, without a doubt. They're going to run enough to do this. And I think Colin You would figure they would. All yeah. right. Number on Joe Mixon, Chris, is uh, 65 and a half rushing yards. Do you think Mixon can get 66 rushing yards? I'm going to take the under on this. Because uh, how stout Baltimore Ravens' defense is. Uh, and if Baltimore does take a lead, if, if any team is going to take a lead here, I think Baltimore Ravens are the better team and will take the lead. And if they do take like a two-touchdown lead or something like that, 
you know, it's going to be hard pressed for Mixon to get the carries you want him to get to succeed and maybe reach 100 yards rushing. I think he goes under because he won't, but he'll, he'll have the pass receptions. He'll have the total yards. That's just rushing yards, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. just so rushing totally yards, not combined yards. Exactly. Combined exactly. yards over. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I was thinking with Mixon, too. I don't really want to bet over 65 and a half yards because it wouldn't surprise me if he had 62 rushing yards. Right. And, and 30 40, receiving. And 46 yeah. receiving, right? right. So I, I'm a little weary of that. Quickly on to Joe Mixon, over under 65 and a half, Jim. No, I'm with you guys. That is definitely a number that's going to be, you know, you could easily see him going both ways on that number, and it wouldn't surprise me. So that is definitely a prop bet I would not touch. So the quarterback play tonight, I mean, if you're in a season long, you're not playing either of these guys. The only reason you're playing any quarterback tonight is you're playing DFS, right? and you don't have a choice. So I'll ask you, Chris, if you're playing DFS tonight and you don't have a choice, do you want Andy Dalton or you want Joe Flacco as your quarterback? See, this is a tough one for me. I really, I think I would have to lean towards Andy Dalton here. Um, I feel like he has a safer floor. I know uh, Flacco had a great day last week, but he didn't have much pressure on him, and, and they blew that team out early. Uh, your Bills, sorry about that. But, you know, I, I think. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm more trusting into Dalton. I guess if you're, to, if you're playing a cash game, I'd go Dalton. Maybe in a GPP, I might go Flacco because I feel like he'd be more of the contrarian play. And, uh, you know, he has, I would say, the higher upside overall. Um, and, and, and most people aren't going to own him. So I, I, on a GPP, I want to go Flacco. I want to go with the people that people aren't owning in that matchup. They're, they're nearly the same price. Dalton is a little bit more. What, what's your take, uh, Jim? Who do you think puts up more fantasy numbers tonight? Uh, Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco? Actually, I'm going to go Joe Flacco. I mean, we, we've we seen a different Joe Flacco this year. I think it's because they brought in Lamar Jackson. He knows he's playing for his life. Flacco looked good in preseason, looked good last week. Uh, again, man, I, I hate to keep passing your team, but again, it was the Bills. Um, but, you know, I do think that Flacco is fighting for his career at this point, and he knows it, and he just seems to have a fire lit under him. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he keeps his good play going. You know, three touchdown passes last week, uh, 21 DFS points in the football game. And the Baltimore Ravens with Joe Flacco, they've always liked to throw it deep, Chris. That's their thing. Right. They, they want to air it out. That's what Flacco can do well. When they won the Super Bowl, even though it feels like a million years ago, right. when they won the Super Bowl, that's how they won. That's how they beat the Baltimore. Defense. Uh, that's and, how Baltimore yeah. won. Remember, that's how they beat the Denver Broncos. Uh, with with a couple of deep bombs right. to send them actually to the to the Super Bowl. And Flacco can throw and those deep, good deep bombs. I mean, he's he got does to- seem healthier right now. Like I said, yeah. Jimmy, even as a tan, he got rid of the unibrow. <laughs> he's got a tan. He's like more. He's ripped now. Suddenly, you could tell, man. Them drafting Lamar Jackson, he hit the gym and the uh, the the spray tanning salon. That's what he needed. Nice little fire under him because <laughs> you know for years. I feel like after that time where he became that playoff quarterback and he got glorified after that, I feel like he kind of like relaxed, almost like. Oh yeah, I'm the man. You know what? And, well, you got you like, made so much money; it's hard not yeah, to relax. After he right? Got paid? Yeah, that's what he. Twenty million dollars a year, Jim. I'm relaxing too. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Gabe. No doubt. But see, most people keep forgetting. They're looking at the numbers Flacco had last week, but that was in three quarters. He had 236 passing yards and three touchdowns in three quarters. Um, and not only that, he was efficient with his attempts. It wasn't like he went out and only hit 50% of his uh, attempts. Mm-hmm. He was 25 for 34 completion-wise. Yeah. So All right, he, so he A.J. A- Green, Green targeted eight times last week, six uh, receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown. And when Tyler Eifert's healthy, mm-hmm. it changes everything. We never had John Ross here before. Suddenly, he's on the field. 
Now, he was only targeted a couple of times. Yeah, one but, catch, yeah. Yeah, but he's still fast, and he's still someone you have to worry about. Right. He still opens things up, and to me, it leads to mixing. People, we can criticize Andy Dalton, guys, but he's never really had that go-to back. Jeremy Hill was okay in his rookie year and after that, but he kind of started to fade. It was like Hill would run the ball and Bernard would catch the ball. Right. They never really had they that. They never had a complete That back. real back. But the offense looked dynamic uh, last week. No Jimmy Smith in the lineup uh, tonight, but Baltimore secondary is still pretty good. Right. Yet, A.J. Green is still pretty good. What's your take on the uh, the Bengals' um, you know, passing game? Yeah, their passing game matching up against Baltimore. Uh, I'd still be leery of it. I mean, A.J. Green's rock solid. I mean, you know that. A.J. Green for years has been the guy he's been. Uh, you can't go wrong there. That's a cash game play without a doubt. And a GP play. You could take him everywhere. He's the top guy to own pretty much in this matchup. Um, and he's 17,500 uh, 17, on FanDuel. So, uh, I mean, the other guys, listen, John Ross really helps his team because you're right. Last year they had LaFell and Boyd. These aren't burner guys that are going to open up the field for mixing and the rest of them. And the O-line the was terrible. It and looked better right. last week. Right. The team's improved. But once again, let's pump the brakes because they because played the Because it was the Colts. You're right. right. Exactly. Because right. it was the Colts. So, I mean, I think I, you're going to see for A.J. Green. Question is, is John Ross going to pop? Good G- G- GPP play because he's boom a bust. He could have a big touchdown reception in this game. All right, so um, we'll we'll uh, we'll take some of the, your calls, I guess. Questions? Uh, I want to talk about uh, the New Orleans Cleveland game uh, as well. Uh, people won a lot of money uh, last week because of Ryan Fitzpatrick against the defense. Can Taylor do the same thing? The frenzy continues. Yeah. What's the most important thing you can do today? How about swab to save a life? Every three minutes in the United States, a person is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia. Bone marrow transplants give patients a new lease on life, but 70% of them must rely on a stranger for one. You can help. Register with DKMS to become a donor. You'll receive a swab kit in the mail, swab your cheeks, send the samples back, and you're good to go. Take the first step. Become a hero. Register today at DKMS.org. Fantasy football frenzy continues. I am Corey Parson, a fantasy exec. <laughs> Kicking it with Jim Day. Yo, yo, yo. Cowboys are great. Yankees, Yankees. Where's my Yankee hat? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, Corey, he said he can't can't find his Yankee hat since they're collapsing. Suddenly he can't <laughs> find it. He's, you know, he's such a front runner. I love him. Dubs. He loves the dub. Yeah, but he's like, uh, he goes, I'm not a front runner. I'm like, dude, you're a Yankee fan. You love LeBron James. The Warriors. You love the Warriors. <laughs> the the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Like, and I said, all that's missing is Duke. And he's like, oh, no, not Duke. He goes, I'm a Tar Heel fan. Of course. Oh, yeah, because yeah. that's not a public <laughs> team at all, right? They're not. That's, They're both very HM, like the Tar Heels. No, that's like pulling for Rutgers or something. Yeah, really, exactly. Rutgers, which is basically right around the corner from my house. So, hey, so Rutgers. I, I uh, pull for Rutgers. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to, if you want to come to the game, I'm going to go to the Michigan game. Michigan Wolverines and Rutgers. It's, oh, nice. it's my fantasy football weekend as a Buffalo Bill fan and as a Michigan Wolverine fan. It's the same weekend. It's like November the the tenth, mm-hmm. Michigan's at Rutgers. November the eleventh, the Buffalo Bills are at the New York Jets. Jets. Except yeah. I was at that Bills Jets game last year, and it was a train wreck. The, yeah. the Jets smoked them. <laughs> that was like when the, yeah the Bills. It was a bad bad run. It could be like that this year. The way things look so far. Well, of know. course, the the Jets are the best team in the NFL by far. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost thought you were serious for a second. I was like, wait. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just, hey, I'm listen, just kidding. I'd be excited I, I, about I, Josh I, Allen, though. I would. Uh, I'm excited about Josh Hell, Allen. Yeah. Look, I know Buffalo Bill, Bills fans are still a little leery. They're not sure. Mm-hmm. But, look, he gives them a better chance than anybody else they got on that roster. I'm sorry. Yeah, he goes uh, in by default. Know. The kid's got a cannon. He really does. I don't know if you've seen, you saw the preseason. It freaks wide receivers out how fast the ball gets there, and he doesn't need to wind up to do it. So he can sort of just flick it, and he can flick it like 50, 60 yards on a dime. But you just brought something up, and I brought this up from from a DFS perspective here. No one's going to own him, Jim. No one's going to want a piece of him at all. Not all. And the Chargers are probably going to be up. They're not starting this kid to pull him. And all right, we're down 33, you know, six. We're going to put put Peterman back in. It's like, no, no. He's going to be out there. He's a big kid. He's six foot five. He's going to get hit a couple of times. He can handle it. But you just mentioned something. I don't think people realize the wheels, the wheels that this kid has. He's fast. You know, the best way to put it, he runs like a white Cam Newton. Yeah. He's just, he's a big dude that'll take off and he's fast. He's a good athlete. Like, he's not one of these Brock Osweiler, I'm um, lumbering. Or and, Eli. You know, Let's oh, say, oh, Eli's Eli. a complete. Um, no, no. So, I actually think that Josh Allen, this is just from a DFS perspective. You know, I know he's projected to put up about 11 DFS points, which is worse out of anybody. Uh, but, worse out of all the quarterbacks. But to me. He's cheap. He's so cheap, and I think he will be able to give you some fantasy points because of the rushing. It's a great point that you yes, bring up. Yes, yes, the wheels. And, and obviously, this would be a GPP play, a tournament play, not a cash game play. You don't want to put Josh Allen in there for that. But in a GPP play, no one's going to own him, kind of like Fitzmagic last week. Pretty much no one owned him. Whoever owned him had a great fantasy uh, DFS day, pretty much, because you bought him for near nothing. You were able to stack the rest of your lineup, and look at that. You had a great week. You could do that again maybe here with Josh Allen. Nobody knows what he's going to do yet, but you're right. They'll probably be behind a lot. He's going to run some. I would think he's probably going to have five, six, seven rushes here in this game. And he's going to play. And he's going to be throwing bombs. There's going to be bombs. There's going to be a couple of bombs. So let me me ask you, though. Let's talk about the former Buffalo Bill quarterback, uh, Jim. So last week, and another Buffalo, former Buffalo Bill quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Of course, uh, Daily Roto and uh, DailyRoto.com. It's seventh subscriber. Uh, won a million dollars. Yep. $9 entry over at FanDuel produced a million dollars. Uh, the starting quarterback was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He put up like 46 uh, FanDuel points. Now you get uh, Taylor coming in here, and Taylor fascinates me. And the scoring in DraftKings at FanDuel is different, but you know Taylor last week was just 15 for 40. Yet he rushed for what, like 77 yards? Rushes for the touchdown, throws the touchdown. Mm-hmm. I had a big fantasy day last week, Jim. Yeah. That's the thing with Taylor. Yeah, he only completed 37% of his passes, but he had a good fantasy day when it's all said and done. Josh Gordon's going to be on the field more. It's not going to be in the rain against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a division rivalry, an old-school Midwest smash-mouth football game. You know the Saints are going to put points up on the board. I like Taylor this week. I like Landry this week. I like Gordon this week. I, do you agree with me? Do you like the Cleveland Browns offense this week? Well, I'm going to tell you right away that I like Landry every week. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just a PPR monster, and I just think that doesn't change anytime. Yeah, I we see the change of teams didn't mean anything because he got 50, got targeted 15 times again. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't mean anything. Look, he had Ryan Tannehill throwing it to him before. It wasn't like he had some great quarterback before, and he still did the same thing. So that doesn't bother me at least. So he's an every week start for me, no matter what. Um, Gordon, I love, 
I love the fact that Gordon's going to play fully this week. He gives Taylor a great deep threat target that Taylor loves. Taylor is one of the better deep throwers in the league that people just don't realize because yep. he's never really had the great weapons to throw to. Now he's got Landry and Gordon on the outsides. I think they're going to do some good things, and I like it, especially when he adds that kind of ground yardage as well. Not to mention Njoku, another monstrous, freakish tight end that, that they have young talent right there. He could go anywhere. I think Tyrod's going to have a very, very, very good year. And the weirdest thing about Tyrod is that he's not one of those running quarterbacks that you know, has a low complete. They all have usually a lot of the running quarterbacks have low completion percentages, like Cam Newton, and you know, they, and, and they run the ball and uh, they throw picks and stuff like that. Tyrod Taylor has a low completion percentage, but doesn't throw a lot of picks. No, he doesn't it's turn the ball odd. over. Yeah, he doesn't turn the ball he's over. Very he's good game safe. manager. Yeah, that makes him a great quarterback for fantasy to me. I, I think he's a great play this week. Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry. I'd even go Carlos Hyde. The whole Browns offense, I think, are going to have a nice day in this one at New Orleans in the Dome. So no worry about weather here either. And, uh, Jim, you brought it up as well, uh, being the Buffalo Bill fan that I am. You brought it up. Tyrod Taylor, or Tarod now as he calls himself, but, yeah, whatever. Tyrod Taylor. Um, it's just I sound stupid saying Tarod. Yeah, I don't like saying Tarod. And, say and then you got people tuning in thinking this guy's an idiot. He doesn't even know the guy's <laughs> name is Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> but um, you, you mentioned it. Taylor... Throws a great deep ball, like on a dime, right into a basket, yet he can't complete a seven-yard screen pass. Like, he's like 50% on a screen play. Like, he'll sail it over your head. He'll bounce it. It's like he's, you know, like Knobloch with the yips or something, yes, right, or sacks. Yes. He can't complete a little one. But if you just you say, listen, dude, just throw it 50 yards down the field, he'd be like, all right. And he just throws a perfect ball, Jim. It's unbelievable. <laughs> No, absolutely does, and he never really gets acknowledged for that fact that he can throw that ball. You know, I think the short balls for him, I just think he tends to overthink them instead of just playing the game. Hopefully that comes around now that he knows he's got weapons around him he can trust with those short passes. But, I, you know, Gordon alone, I think, just gives him another weapon that he's never had the likes of. Yeah. All right, so um, there's a lot of talk about Devontae Freeman, and we've got a question. Somebody sent me a question about a trade, including Freeman. Somebody in the chat is asking uh, you guys right now, uh, what, what's your take on, uh, on Freeman for the rest of the season in a full PPR league? Would you go James White or Devontae Freeman? And one thing I've noticed you know, is that uh, most fantasy football players are pretty nuts. Yeah. And yeah. you guys like freaking panic, man. Quick. It's one week. Yeah. Quick. It's one game. <laughs> I got guys, Marenzi, should I drop Deshaun Watson? It's like, dude, like, <laughs> like, chill out. So, you know, it's amazing. It I've, heard, I've heard the calls all week, Chris. Yeah. Should I do this crazy? Should I trade? You just drafted the guy last week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should I drop Royce Freeman for I hear you. Lindsay? Let me start with you, Jim, because you hear this, but it's insane, like, the overreaction with people. Oh, it happens way too often, and all too often, actually, I should say. Uh, every day I see, I get questions on Twitter and Facebook, and I even got offered a, a trade this week that we talked about yesterday, but just bring it up again. Deshaun Jackson for Dalvin Cook. Um, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give oh, you had a great game. Let me Deshaun take him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? He's already hurt. He's not even going to play this week, probably. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, well, actually, now they're saying he may play, but that, yeah, that, yeah. I don't think he should. But Still not a fair trade, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> well, so somebody offered me Cam Newton for Deshaun Watson. I have Deshaun Watson. And listen, they, I think they're playing. To the, you know, I'm a Carolina. I'm a Bills fan, but I, I bet on Carolina a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Cam Newton defender. I think they're trying to play on me. And listen, I think Cam Newton's a decent fantasy quarterback, but 
That's a wash. I'm not going to give up on I drafted Deshaun Watson. Right. I'm not going to give up on it because he had a bad first half in his first game back at New England. Right. You would have drafted Newton, which you could have. If you didn't, if you wanted Newton, yeah, instead you drafted Watson. That's who you wanted. All right, so Devontae Freeman, Jim. Devontae Freeman, uh, what's your take on Freeman moving forward here? Well, I, I, coming into the season, I wasn't as high on Freeman as most just because Tevin Coleman's sitting there uh, starting to bite into his touches more and more as the seasons go on, uh, especially his pass-catching things, which, you know, we know he's a good pass catcher, so I don't understand why the regime thinks they have to take that part of his game away from him. I like Coleman. He does a lot of good things, but uh, because of that addition, and right now with Freeman being hurt, I'm not as high. I'm still not as high on Freeman. You know, I'd much rather have gotten Coleman a few rounds later than Freeman where he was going. I know. In retrospect, obviously, now that he's banged up a little more, beginning of the season, he was healthy, though. So, you know, you're going to take Freeman where he goes because he's still a very Remember good running back. I said back. that when he was healthy. You did. You did. You're right. <laughs> uh, but I think he'll, I mean, if he plays, you know what I mean? You got to plug, I think you got to plug him in your lineup. Uh, you know, this is a guy you drafted in the second round. You got to plug him in there if he's r- ready to go. Um, but if he doesn't, Coleman should absolutely be in your lineup this week because he will get everything, every touch, uh, and he's obviously a very t- talented player, just like Freeman. Both these guys are very good. It were points back a couple of years ago where you could put both of them in the lineup at the same time. So, Carolina anyway, Panthers defense terrorized the Dallas Cowboys last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, they, they, they sacked uh, Dak Prescott six times. What do you think uh, of, of Carolina at Atlanta uh, this weekend? Are you going back to the well with Julio Jones? Julio Jones just absolutely, you know, torched it, lit it up. He's not scoring touchdowns. Carolina, you know, Carolina's secondary can be beat if they don't get a pass rush going. I'm not a big Matt Ryan guy. Now, from a betting perspective, I like the Carolina Panthers plus six points. I think this game's going to come down to the wire. From a fantasy perspective in this game, I think Christian McCaffrey put some nice numbers up. You can tell... And uh, I'll start with you on this one, Chris. I, I watched McCaffrey play last week, mm-hmm. and he didn't kill it, but he was very good. But you can just tell he's just so close to really breaking it loose. Right. Like he, you, you can just see it. Like, man, he's like, oh, shoestring tackle, and he nearly, you know. Right. He almost went for, broke for a home and run. And now against the Falcons, a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the football guys with the Atlanta Falcons. Right. Um, Deion this, Jones. Yeah. Keanu Neal's out. Exactly. Right. So, what, what do you make of this game from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, I, I absolutely play Christian McCaffrey, especially PPR. He's going to do damage in PPR without a doubt. He gets all, all those pass receptions. And he's, he's going to break out like he did in preseason for a couple of big runs. It's going to happen eventually. Uh, the Falcons, D, uh, like he said, a little banged up. And it's not a, a especially great D against the run anyway, uh, you know. Regularly, you know what I mean when when, when they're fully healthy. So I, I would plug in obviously Christian McCaffrey. Funches is interesting to me. Um, there's some guys I would start over Funches because he didn't have a great week one, but I think they go back to him because now Olsen's out. You got this young guy Ian Thomas stepping in a tight end, which I think is a good GPP play play in DFS. Uh, they loved him play. in camp, yeah, but I don't, I, I don't, but I don't know how many touches he's going to get. That's the question, exactly. You don't want to start him in season long, but you you might want to start Funches. I think he might have a nice game this game against Atlanta because this could be a game where it's pretty high scoring. Because uh, I think remember when Julio and this isn't the same secondary that Julio torched. I think it was what two years ago when he had like a, almost 300 yards receiving or something like that. Uh, I, he, I think he's going to torch him again th- this game. They, their secondary is their weak point on this defense. All right, Jim, quickly on that, and then let's get into uh, the Doug Baldwin situation. A lot of people wondering, should they drop Baldwin, uh, sort of uh, you know, stash him 
uh, for a while. And I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about who's going to step up if Lockett can turn into something good. But what's your quick take, Jim, on the, the Carolina-Atlanta situation? And you know, To me, I like McCaffrey a lot in this spot. I think McCaffrey's the go-to guy here in this game. Oh, I think for sure. I mean, with Atlanta losing both Neal and Jones, look, those are the two guys that really were mm-hmm. the guys that took away that passing running back. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you got a, a major switch going on. Uh, you're going to have their turn into Ricardo Allen moving up to strong safety. They got the fifth round rookie, DeMonte Casey, playing the free safety. I think uh, McCaffrey in this one is a must start everywhere, anywhere. And I, I mean, not only because he's stud, is because I think he's going to go off in this matchup against uh, Atlanta. And I'm with you. I think this game is a lot closer than the six points they have it set to now. I think Carolina keeps it very close. I actually think there's a chance Carolina wins this game outright, even in Atlanta. Uh, I like your just, style. Yeah, this yeah. could be close. I like your style, Jim. I think they I think they can as well. It's a division game. Anything can happen in a division game. Carolina just don't get the credit that they deserve. Ron Rivera doesn't get the credit. Cam Newton doesn't get the credit. Mm-hmm. Everyone, all oh, the Saints, this, Saints, that. They were both 11-5 and five last year. Mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys are, you know, they, they should have been more than three-point underdogs. Carolina goes in there and uh, ends up uh, winning uh, by eight. So, a lot of people, and I've been getting this a lot over the last couple of days, and I see the chat blowing up about Doug Baldwin, what should I do with him? With all due respect, why'd you guys draft him? You know what I mean? Like, it, we, we all know. Mm-hmm. Like, he had injuries coming in. It's a tough it, thing. It wasn't a secret that he had this chronic situation, and it even popped. Like, I don't know. It all depends on when you drafted, actually. So I'm not trying to criticize anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm saying it was late August, at least, that was like, this could be a persistent situation with Baldwin. I am a Baldwin type of guy. I've had him in past years. I stayed away, and I actually took Ty Lockett real late in a lot of drafts, knowing that Baldwin, I'm actually going to pat myself on the back. Well, here's the opportunity now. Right. So I'm almost forced. So let me start with you, Ventra. I can go with Mike Williams. I'm kind of depleted here like, with a flex situation. Like, okay. Let's say with a Mike Williams right. uh, of the Chargers or Ty Lockett. Now, Lockett's elevated. Do you prefer Lockett or Brandon Marshall right now? And this is now or never for Lockett. He's got to make plays now. Uh, see, I, I mean, for me, in a, in a season long, I would go Brandon Marshall because I think he could be just as consistent because Tyler Lockett is a boomer bust type of guy. Uh, Brandon Marshall might get the more consistent targets and better chance for a touchdown because he's the bigger guy. He's the bigger ty- uh, you know, red zone target. So I think I would rather go Marshall. In your case, I would also rather go Mike Williams. I mean, you saw Mike Williams last week. It, you know, he wasn't even really part of the game plan early on. All of a sudden, he was starting to get targets, and he caught every single one of them. Oh, he's good. Much. I'm he's telling awesome. you. I liked him awesome, last week. Yeah. I told people he's only $3,900 at DFS at uh, DraftKings. I liked him. Great GPP play. No yeah. touchdowns, but he racked in, what, five catches, five 81 catches, yards? yards? Exactly. That's 13 points in a PPR. So I, I think he, he starts getting the ball more and more as the season goes along. I would start him over Lockett just for the simple fact that I just think he's going to get more targets in this game, uh, even though Baldwin's out. Uh, I don't know. I like Mike Williams as the better play. He's the better player. Uh, also, higher chance for him to get a touchdown. So uh, that's what I say. I say Williams over, over Lockett and even Marshall over Lockett. I would pick Marshall up you know, and put, plug him in before I do Lockett. All right, but I also have Will Fuller, and that's why I was screwed last week yeah, and I was between <laughs> Lockett and Williams. But I'm going with Will Fuller. Word is Will Fuller's going to play, right? We, it's not 100%, but he's going to play. Right, we got to take a break uh, in a minute. So we'll, we'll hit this on the other side. Um, whatever you guys got questions, fire them, uh, fire them off. We'll, we'll read some questions off, uh, from the chat as well. I'm fired up that it's week two of, uh, of the national football league. Mm-hmm. 
I did well in DFS, and I got killed in uh, in my season longs. Seems like every damn team that I played against had Julio Jones. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way it is, a cold world. It is a cold Fantasy world. Football Frenzy continues. Fantasy Sports Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Solid. Slipknot. Like it. We should be doing the show. We should all be wearing masks. That's yeah, what people yeah, are probably that's what the viewers are thinking. We'd be sweating like crazy, though. It's kind of sucks. I'm already sweating <laughs> like crazy. Someone in the chat saying Godwin. I actually like Godwin uh, this week. Well, it well, depends like the, about Deshaun Jackson, actually. Right. So if word is Deshaun Jackson uh, is going to play, uh, we'll keep our eye on this. All right, let's open up the phone lines. I know you guys uh, take calls. I'm not adverse to, uh, to taking some calls. Yeah. Want to hear what the people want to do? Um, while we uh, rack up uh, the calls, how's this work? Uh, you guys are going to tell me who's on hold. We're going to go to them. Pavona, the manimal. Oh. The, the, Memphis, the Memphis kid, kid yeah. uh, will we'll let us know. Another game that I think is going to be a big fantasy palooza this week, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, Kansas City Chiefs won a game last week, but they also gave up 5.6 yards a rush. To the Chargers, I and you know what I know that Connor is more expensive this week, but I think he's gonna he's gonna kill it this week again. And it was almost like Pittsburgh's coming off a loss. To be honest, the the tie is like a loss for them. To the Browns, yeah, real bad spot for Kansas City as well. Going from KC to the West Coast, back to uh, Kansas City, uh, now to Pittsburgh. I think it catches up to them. Uh, I know that the Daily Roto um, Daily Roto projections. Really like Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Jack Connor. The the computers all like the Steelers a lot this week, Chris. That stack, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, we all know Roethlisberger at home will go off like he did last year. And on the road, complete opposite. So he's at home against a team that is traveling all the way to the East Coast here for this game. Um, but listen, I think it's going to be a shootout either way, though. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to put up points. They have the weapons. Connor looked great. They're going to pound them again. Tomlin does not care. Um, and then, you know, Kansas City, they tore up the Chargers D, who we all thought was going to be a very good D with these, with, with these defensive ends. I know Bosa didn't play, but, uh, and, you know, Verrett's out as well. So, but this defense is still pretty good defense, and they tore them apart. So I, I think right here you're going to have a shootout. I think you're going to want a lot of these guys, especially in DFS this week. Uh, and, I mean, I, I honestly like, um, what's his name? I think Watkins, obviously, for a bounce back, great GPP play because he's cheap, and, and Tyree Kill's a must-start. Kareem Hunt should bounce back. I would throw him in. Don't be worried. Uh, and Pittsburgh as well. Connor, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Stack it. Stack it. Stack it. All right, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the phone lines. And uh, speaking of stacked, uh, we got a lot of calls. So be brief. Uh, bang it off, and we'll let Jim and Chris uh, uh, lay it out for you. Let's start off. Uh, Bob in Vermont has been very patient. What's going on, Bobby? It's Bobby. Hey, Gabe. How you doing? Good stuff, Bobby. Hey, Good stuff. How you doing? What's up? How you doing, Bob? Hey, I thought I thought your friend looked like Munch on the show. 
That's who I thought your friend looked like. Teddy covers. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah, Teddy, Teddy's got a professional look uh, to him. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you got okay. for us, uh, Bob? What do, you, what, what do you got for the boys here, Jim and Chris? This, this weekend I upgraded to FanDuel. I bet $15 to win the million dollars. So two so teams? I, my, thing, my thing is Drew Brees, mm-hmm. James Conner, Todd Gurley, Cup from the Rams, mm-hmm. Allison from the Green Bay Packers, and then the giant, uh, Jets guy. Uh, what's his, Robbie what's Anderson? And Nunwa? No. Nunwa. Yeah. And tight and it's Rudolph. And then Flex is uh, the guy from the Saints, Kamara, and the New York Jets defense. Not a bad team. Not bad. I, say, I can't say, oh, that's that's horrible. Hey, Jim, he's got a pretty good team, to be honest. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at this team saying, yeah, that's definitely not Yeah, like I team. kept waiting for the bad pick. I'm like, no, no it's all right. Like, you know, Allison is a little, you know, depends. What about you, Chris? You like that? I do like it. The one thing I would say, though, since this is a big tournament with, like, hundreds of thousands of people in it, maybe a Nunwa. I don't know, like the upside is as high as a, like a Robbie Anderson. You might get Anderson for cheaper, and he's probably going to be low percent owned. You got to look out for these guys that are going to be high owned. You don't really want them in a big tournament because everybody's going to own them. You want the guy that people don't, that, that people overlook, and that might be Robbie Anderson this week. So that's all I'm going to say. Thanks for the call, Bob. We got to keep it moving. And I love, listen, I'm horrible with names. I could butcher the last name Smith, but everyone <laughs> has a problem with a Nunwa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the one. Even I, though it's pretty simple, actually. It's a new yeah, one. It's, you know, yeah, it's it quick. Is. It's that quick. One. I avoid the Alabama quarterback's name. I just call him Tua. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I'll admit. Like you, or I call him Tags. is Tua. I'm not going down that road. Uh, I can say Derek in California, though. What's up, Derek? What's happening, guys? How y'all doing? Good stuff, Derek. Good stuff. What you got for us? Okay, real quick. I, got, I just need to know if I'm overreacting on two, two different spots. One, my tight end. Do I swap out Burton? He was crap last week. Um, Burton for Jared Cook? No. The Jared Cook love might be a little, you know, the guy had a big night on Monday Night Football. Now everybody's in love with him. Jim, your take? He said no. Yeah, I'm definitely saying no. Look, Cook Cook has done this before. Had a great week one and then never been seen from again. Look, at this point, the team is absolutely trying to get the ball in Amari Cooper's hands. They went back out and got Martavis Bryant again uh, just to try and get him involved, get some speed over the top. Uh, I don't expect Cook to have another major game like he had in week one again this season. Uh, Burton started off terrible, but he's going to rebound. They want to get him involved. Uh, I don't love Burton either, but I definitely take Burton full season over Cook. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because, you know, that Bears game last last time they were up, uh, what, 17 nothing early. They were crushing the, the Packers pretty good. So they were pretty much running the ball. Uh, they didn't really have to throw too much till the very end of the game when they lost. Of course, but this might be a different type of game, different type of game. Full Burton will get his targets. I wouldn't give up on him, you know, so soon. You know, like like we said, let's not overreact. Week one, we're going into week two. I plug him in. It's amazing too because last week everybody loved Burton. I know. Going in, oh, I love Burton. Burton, DFS, Burton, Burton, Burton. One game. It's that's what I'm saying. See, not not everybody says Jim. (laughs) Oh, you don't you don't like him, Jim? I I I, I haven't liked him all preseason. I thought he was overrated myself coming in by people. This is a guy in all of his career, including college, has never caught more than 35 balls in a year. And all of a sudden, everybody's rating him for 70, 75 catches this year. I just didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Yeah. I didn't see it either. All right, Steve. Steve in, uh, in Mass. What's up, Steve? 
Hey, what's up? Good stuff, Steve. Good stuff. What you got for us? All right. So this is. Uh, I guess I'm going to keep it going with the theme of overreacting. But uh, should I start uh, Alfred Morris over uh, Derrick Henry? No, I would not do that. All They're right. playing the Lions. I know. Uh, you got Henry, who is, you know, at home against the Texans. Listen, I think Henry could easily bounce back. I know Lewis had more touches last game, but that was, once again, I think a game flow thing. I know you should be a little worried because Lewis had a lot more touches, but any given week, Henry could get the smash mouth football. If Tennessee's taking a big lead, Henry's going to get the ball. They're going to pound it up the middle with him. And he could easily break it off for a big touchdown, and he will get all the goal line work. So uh, in this game, you got, the thing you got to worry about is look out for Mariota. See if make sure he's going to play, which I think he is. I think they said he, he's going to be ready for week two. So. I own Henry. I've got him on my team. My deal is I'm a little bit worried if if Houston beats the crap out right, of them. That's the that's if the Houston issue. if Deshaun Watson comes alive, Jim, it takes Henry out of this football game. Well, that's why I think Tennessee has to come out starting with Henry, trying to run the ball to keep Watson off the field. Uh, so it yep. really depends on how how. Well, they do with that early in the game, I think, is really what's going to send set Henry's trend. Um, right now, you know, I'd, I'd probably go Henry. I think he has a good shot to score in this one. But, you know, let's face it, it all comes down to Mariota. Without him, uh, all bets are off because I am just not a Blaine Gabbert guy. Yeah, if Gabbert starts, you might have to think about throwing Alfred Morris in there. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't trust this offense. I all. would agree with that. If yeah, if Gabbert's in, then it's a sack fast, then it's just a train wreck. But would you start Corey Davis if Gabbert's in? No, that's the question. No, I've you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay away. Yeah, let's get to Leroy in here. He's been patient. Leroy in San Antonio. Hey, how's it going, guys? Home hey, so, of Demar Derozan, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> players. Go Spurs! All right, what's up, Leroy? Go Spurs! All right, uh, so I've had some questions about my quarterback um, tight end situation. Um, I do have uh, Cam Newton starting, and on my bench, I do have um, Tyrod Taylor. Um, I also have Ricky Fields-Jones starting, and I also have Njoku. Now, I really don't like to stag, but I also have Josh Gordon. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? Hmm. I would start, I think, Tyrod and, and uh, Gordon. Well, Gordon, definitely. I think you should start Gordon. I think Taylor's going to have a nice game here, too. I think he'll have a it's big It's a tough choice game. between Newton and Taylor, though, right? And, and then as tight end goes, I, I, would, I would go Seals-Jones, I think, over Njoku for the simple fact that there's very little weapons on the Arizona offense, and I think this offense bounces back a little bit from one, how horrible they were in week one. So I, I would think Seals-Jones gets more targets than Njoku. Like I said, I think this guy's going to be boom and bust all year in Njoku. There's so many weapons on that offense, you don't know how to play it. So I would go for who would get the most targets, and I would think that would be Ricky seals jones uh, I don't know if Jim Day feels the same. but What do you think, Jim? I agree. Ricky Seal-Jones at least saw six targets last right. week, so that was definitely something Njoku didn't see. Uh, so I would stick with that. They Like uh, Chris was saying, they really don't have any other weapons besides Fitz and, and David Johnson. And, and the one thing we did see was David Johnson was not involved in the passing game whatsoever. This coaching change is going to kill him, I think. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. But, you know, I, I just – these conservative coaches have got to go. <laughs> you know what, guy? I was going to say, a guy we didn't bring up, actually, and I don't know if he's going to have a massive game, but I like what I saw just from a reality uh, situation, is Royce Freeman in his first game. I know, you know, he, he fumbled the ball once, but, you know, averaged nearly five yards a clip, you know, for the, the 15 carries, 71 yards. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, you look at the Raiders in a bad spot, guys. They played Monday night football. The defensive depth is a little thin. 
Short week. Now you're going to the altitude. I got to believe in the second half. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, if Freeman. Uh, I think he's going to score his first touchdown this week. All right, I got a, a question. Somebody sent me one. I'll give it to you guys. PPR league. Uh, I can get Cam Newton and Benjamin Watson for Devonte uh, Freeman. I have Big Ben as a quarterback right now. Kamara and Lamar Miller as my running back. So, I, I like I, I think I saw this before. So I would do it because you have Kamara. As your belt, as your main running back, as your as your RB one, rock solid there, obviously. Uh, and Lamar Miller is not a bad number two, contrary to what the executive might think. I know Lamar Miller sucks, but he doesn't really suck that bad. I mean, he had a very good game against the New England Patriots last week, and that's a game they they were pretty much. And you're not a big. Ben, up you don't like Big Ben. I mean, I don't like Big Ben week to week as your starting QB in a season long. You know what I mean? Because he has those weeks where he just throws like three picks and no touchdowns. Um, yeah, he's been known to struggle on the road. That's been exactly. his, the, the the game log has been yeah really struggle on the road. Right. Like you could start him this week. He's home, but like you know you're not going to want to do that all season. And who knows? Maybe he falls apart at some point too. He's an older quarterback who you know is on his way out. Uh, but you do, but Cam Newton. That's a top potential top five quarterback right here. Uh, runs the ball, so you got a nice floor with Cam Newton. And losing Freeman right now, now that he's banged up, this could be a blessing in disguise if you do this trade. You might ha- might be getting rid of nothing for a lot right here. So Jim? I like it. Wait, so he's giving up he's Freeman? Giving up who? Freeman. Just Freeman, and he's getting Cam and who? Ben Watson. Uh, Benjamin ben Watson. Watson. Okay, yeah. well you know I like Watson, so. Yeah. Um, I hate giving up the running back when he just doesn't have a lot of depth at the position. I know he's got, you know, Kamara there, but he, outside of that, the depth isn't there. Yeah, you don't want to be, well, you don't want uh, your uh, your bread being buttered by Lamar Miller. <laughs> you know he likes Lamar Miller? Yeah. If you're counting on like, him, like, exclusively, you're in trouble. Well, I like him as yeah. a flex, not an RB2, but... But he's not going to have that option if he gives up Freeman. And right, right, Freeman's hurt now, and you know it could into, turn into something more. But it doesn't seem like it right now. It looks like maybe a one week thing with Freeman. Mm-hmm. I'd still, you know, I I like the fact of getting Cam. I, you know, Cam is going to give you points almost every week. But you know, Ben at home is is always a great play. I have Ben over Cam this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't see it. I, it's so hard to give up those running backs and not get one back. All right, yeah. let's go rapid fire. We got a guy in the chat. Uh, he's being nice. Says, "Come on, guys, real quick, please." <laughs> Garoppolo, Cousins, or Cam Newton this week? So Jimmy Garoppolo oh. versus the Lions, Cousins versus the Packers, or Cam Newton versus the Falcons. Uh, Jim, I'll start with you. I'm going Cam Newton. I said it before. I think Cam uh, upsets uh, Atlanta at home. I think uh, he puts up a good game. I actually have him as my number three quarterback this week. Chris? Um, I mean, it's hard not to go Cam Newton, but I really think Garoppolo is going to have his first, you know, big-time game (laughs) against the Lions at home. You saw what the the Jets did against this team in Detroit. (laughs) Ran all over them with Crowell and Powell. Uh, like some I mean, guy in the chat saying the calls are staged. Yeah. I mean, no, how staged? are we staging calls? <laughs> it's impossible. We can base, barely stage our own lives. You yeah. think it's, it's like <laughs> Trump, like uh, collusion. Yeah, this <laughs> is all, you think we're colluding? Yeah, yeah. This is all improv right here. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Bob, Bobby's really at the bar right here in the studio over here. It's called in. <laughs> I like those. Some in the chats like you're crazy. I called in before. I'll tell you this. I like Gucci over Cousins this week, but I you was like Gucci over everybody. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I do. But but this week, you know, like Cam Newton, the big guys, the t- the big five quarterbacks. You don't want to. Start Garoppolo over those guys. On any, it'll week. help Gucci if he gets Goodwin back. I'll admit that. Yeah, All right. Kenny Galladay or Jamison Crowder? Oh, Galladay, definitely. All he day. looked great. Looks yeah, like he, he could play defensive back. Looks like he could be a safety. And the part t- that t- 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 about big safety. 
the part that bothers me about Crowder is that Doxon had so many more touches or targets than he did. That scares the bejesus out of me. Okay, a good question here. We can't we'll have time to get into Mike Williams, but um, so yeah, Tyler Lockett's never really stepped up uh, here before. Yeah, we're getting a lot of Cousins questions right now. You guys like Cousins at Green Bay this week? I mean, I like him to throw. He's going to have to throw in this one if if Rodgers plays. I think it it tempers down if Rodgers doesn't play. Mm-hmm. But if Rodgers is playing, then I love Cousins. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point against the Packers, where you're probably most likely going to be behind at some point or have a shootout going. Uh, Cousins, good. Listen, Cousins is a good quarterback, solid quarterback. Uh, there's better quarterbacks, but he's he's a QB one on most weeks, and and this week you could plug him in as a QB one. Aguilar or Galladay. Aguilar. Aguilar. Tampa's, I don't even know who's going to play for Tampa. Yeah, I, I have to go Aguilar with that one. See, that worries me. Targets. Because Aguilar at, at least saw a ton of targets and, and got the receptions, but he got nothing in yardage. Yeah, nothing in I think, yardage. I, I think Galladay just gives you much more upside. So it really depends on the rest of the team. Do you need upside from that position, or do you need safe? If you need safe, you go with Aguilar. If you need upside, you go with Galladay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes or Cousins. I get, you got to go Mahomes here. Oh, I mean, Mahomes, yeah. yeah. Mahomes. I'm plugging Mahomes in Mahomes over stuff. Stafford. I know Stafford looked horrible last week, but, but you know, most of the time you're going to plug Stafford. That's the in. highest total of the on the week of uh, the board, it guys. Is it's 50, and yeah, 52 point. and a half. And it's for a reason. I know Pittsburgh yep. was 2021 last week, but we mentioned it. The Chiefs put up 38 last week. They gave up 5.6 yards a clip. Phillip Rivers, they, you know, the Chargers are the Chargers. The Chargers are like the Bills of the West. They're cursed, sort of, so to speak, but yeah. they move the ball up and down the field on the Chiefs. Yes. Pittsburgh's going to oh, score. It, it should yeah. have been much more if they, those two touchdown passes weren't dropped. And yep. that's how we start to see Mike Williams is because those passes Tyrell. Were yeah, Tyrell dropped. Yeah, one. Tyrell and Travis Benjamin yep. both dropped touchdown passes. So, you know, this is why we started to see Mike Williams become more involved. We saw that he created separation. He ran great routes and caught everything thrown to him. He is the guy. Yeah, and Pat Mahomes, plug him in. This is one thing where I wouldn't say you're not overreacting. When you throw four touchdowns and zero picks against the Chargers, that was supposed to be that good. He looked so comfortable, and he was just throwing it all over the field to everybody, and just had a great game overall. Didn't well, have any. Didn't have a turnover <laughs> uh, except except my boy Sammy Watkins, who only had a, three catches. But or Kelsey or Hunt. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. That's what I like. I like that he, you know, he knows where to go with the ball. Sees the open guy. I think you could plug him in every week now. Somebody says, don't start any Bills players. Well, if you do it in DFS. McCoy worries me. And Josh Allen runs wild and throws a touchdown or two. At $4,600, you're going to get some value back. All right, we got to get out of here. Corey Parson will be back in the chair tomorrow. Good stuff, uh, Jim. Great stuff, Closer. Good job. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Thanks, everybody.